Hey, I'm Grant with Grant's Game Rex. Every month I do a video here on Rado's channel where I run through my top five games of the month. In the month of August, I played 22 new board games for the first time, and these are the best of those. I hope you find something that you like. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. My number five game is the party game Trash Talk from Friendly Skeleton Games, formerly Deepwater Games. And this does the thing that I think the best party games do. It creates moments of discussion and debate. That's where it becomes memorable. That's where it becomes hilarious. It's not just like funny cards. It is instead creating moments where you're going to argue amongst your friends and and that's why I really like it is because I always remember those things like oh remember when you tried to say this but I was right or or that sort of of a moment in the game one player plays as the raccoon and they sit behind a privacy screen and everybody else plays as possums there are random words on the table and the raccoon has some trash items there is certainly a toy factor to the game because your trash items are things like a, a random little monster that you can put on your finger or a house plant or um, like a fancy paper clip. Just random things like that. There are 10 items in the game and the person, the raccoon, the sort of, you know, game master, if you will, is having to assign a random trash item to a word. So, you know, what is modern? You know, is is modern a, um, a a car, you know, or is modern a house plant because plants used to be outside and now they're in a pot in inside, you know? Which one what are you going to associate with modern? And then everybody else has to try to guess how the raccoon player associated these trash items and place them in front of the words out here in the correct way. And to win the game, you start with just three trash items, but to win the game, you have to get to 10 trash items and rank all of them, associate all of them correctly. It's one of those games though, where you're like, if you don't get to 10, it doesn't feel like you failed because you're like, well, let's just play again and try to get a better score. Oh, we got six that time? I bet we could beat six. Let's try it again. And you can rotate the people that are playing, you know, as the raccoon player. And so that's an interesting thing about the game, too, because you can get into somebody's mind, right? One person might associate this with modern, but another person is going to have a totally different association. They're going to think of a totally different thing. And that's what keeps the game interesting and replayable. If you want to argue amongst your friends of like, no, they're definitely thinking this. Oh, you're an idiot. They're thinking this. You know, I mean, don't call your friends idiots. Probably that's the way to lose friends. But, you know, you could, you could, I don't know what your friend group, maybe you do that all the time. Maybe you're a bunch of, a bunch of razzers, huh? You razz your friend group all the time by calling them dummies. Uh, but yeah, if you like a game where you get to debate amongst your friend, check out Trash Talk. So my trash items are a plant, 
a car, a bow tie, and a little monster thing. And my words are door, spy, sad, and present. And so I have to figure out how to associate these. Well, car and door, that makes it an obvious association for me because that's the only thing here that has a door. But then plant, I could make a case for all of these. You know, you hide in the bushes when you spy on somebody. This is a sad plant because it's inside instead of outside and it's not real. Or you give plants as presents, you give flowers as presents all the time to people. So what am I going to do with this plant? Which one is this going to associate with? I don't know. That's the fun of this game and you have to figure that out. In number four is the game Cosmoctopus from Lucky Duck Games and Paper Fort Games. I love engine building games in general. It's one of my favorite mechanisms. It's just so satisfying when you start the game with just a few things and you end the game with a lot of things. You feel so powerful by the end of the game where you're like, yes, I'm making so much. And I just love that about engine building games. And Cosmoctopus is a fun engine building game with a wacky, silly theme on top of it. You are praying to the Great Inky One. There is a celestial being in the sky known as the Great Inky One, and you are trying to collect eight tentacles first. So there is a race element to the game, too, where you are trying to be the first to get these eight tentacles, and if you do, you're bros with Cosmoctopus. You know, you guys are homies, you're doing a fist pump in the sky to the Great Inky One, and you're the coolest of the cult members. Uh, that are praying to him. But, you know, the interesting thing about the game is you're really doing the engine building is done by cards that you are paying for and placing down in front of you. There are four types of cards and each of them are going to do different things. And so I feel like there are different routes to victory, different strategies that are viable and interesting and different. You know, are you gonna are you gonna place down a bunch of yellow cards and get these ongoing special abilities? Are you gonna place down blue cards and try to race to get tentacles first? Because blue cards is the main way you get tentacles. You know, there's just a bunch of interesting stuff you can do with the card play. Now, I it does take a little bit longer than I wish that it took. You know, this is a, it's a, it's a medium weight game, but maybe on the lighter side of medium weight. And I wish it took like 60 minutes and it usually takes more like 90 minutes. So it's not egregious, but you know, it is a more like a 90 minute game than a 60 minute game. But again, I love the theme that definitely wasn't thought up um, when when anybody was on drugs or anything like that. No, there's none of that involved. This is just a straight engine building game that, you know, has this weird theme on top of it, and I love it, Cosmoctopus. One note, um, it's actually not a cult. Uh, we don't love that term. It's, a, it's an organization, you know, a, a group of like-minded people, if you will. <laughs> How could we be a cult? We don't serve any Kool-Aid. We only serve Tang. Number three is Mythic Mischief from IV Studios. And before I get into the game, I should note that I did fly out to Nashville and play Mythic Mischief Volume 2 with the IV Studios team, getting ready for their September 12th launch of their new Kickstarter for Volume 2. And does that color my opinion of the game? 
yeah, I'm a human being and it was a dope trip that was really fun. And so, yeah, but I can objectively say the game is great. I put volume one on my top five of the month video once upon a time. I can't remember what that month was. I put the volume one on it and I like volume two even more. If you don't know, Mythic Mischief is an abstract chess-like game where you are moving around the board, manipulating walls, and trying to push your opponent in the way of the Tome Keeper. Well, in Volume 2, it is now a groundskeeper. You are outside on the grounds of the school instead of in the library, but the same mechanisms apply. It is an abstract game. You are moving your characters around this board and trying to put your opponent in the path of the groundskeeper. Each faction has their own um, asymmetric individual abilities, and they all play very different. And that's one of the things that's the most interesting about the game and keeps it really replayable, is there's a lot of different factions to explore. And so you are, you know, you're using your special ability to move the other player's characters around and trying to not get caught yourself. And part of the reason why I say I think I like Volume 2 even more than Volume 1 is that I like the factions better in this in this one. You know, Volume 1, it felt like they they did a lot of the obvious things with the factions when it in regards to movement and things like that. They did, you know, they picked the low-hanging fruit, and so those are fun, but you know, fairly obvious. These ones, these factions, well, they had to think a little outside the box more. You know, they had to do something more interesting with these character factions, and, and that's the thing I like about it the most. They my favorite faction in all of the game, I think there is now 11 factions in Mythic Mischief, but I have found my favorite one in all of them in this volume too, and it is the gnomes, because they have this really cool movement ability where they can burrow under stuff, and I just love it very much. Oh, there's a wall here? Well, suck it. I'm gonna burrow under the wall and come up on the other side. Oh, the groundskeeper is about to get me? I'm gonna burrow under the groundskeeper. I just love that movement ability. There's other cool ones in this volume too. You know, the werewolves can throw a wall as far as it goes. The fairies can switch the place of the groundskeeper with one of the opponents. There's just a lot of cool things going on with the factions in this game. So if you are someone that likes abstract games like chess, I definitely think this one is worth checking out. Uh, as I mentioned, it comes to Kickstarter on September 12th. One of the best parts about my trip to Nashville is I did return as an official Mythic Mischief model. Oh, Mythic Mischief, Mythic Mischief. I want to be one of those like, uh, you know, cologne commercials that's like Sauvage, Mythic Mischief. Ooh, Mythic Mischief, Mythic Mischief. How about a little bit more Mythic Mischief? This mischief is mythic. Do you want to be mythic with your mischief? Mythic mischief. My number two is Wandering Towers from Capstone Games. This is one of those games that is perfect for bringing new people into the hobby. It's lighter weight, but it looks really good on the table, and it still has enough 
interesting strategic choices in it to make it feel like you know a real a real strategic game it's not a party game this is this is a game with choices and yet i could play this with anybody and it's gonna make them interested in board games in the game you are trying to move your wizards into the raven's keep um you know sort of tower in the game but you can move your wizards or you can also move different towers and you can trap wizards under the tower. And that's really all you're choosing to do. Are you moving wizards or are you moving a tower and trying to trap other wizards? So again, you know, not that hard to teach to anybody. And yet, like, it's just really fun when you trap other people's wizards. You're like, ha ha ha, I got you. And there's a light, you know, memory aspect of the game that makes it very silly and fun where you're like, wait, where was my wizard? I know he's trapped under one of these things and now I can't remember. And then everybody's giggling that you can't remember. And then you pick up a, a, a tower and you're like, yeah, I got it right. Or you pick up a tower and you're like, no, it's not there. And then, you know, it just, it has those sort of, fun memorable moments and like i said it looks great on the table right the table presence is that type of table presence that makes everybody interested you see the game on the table you're going to be intrigued i don't care who you are you're going to be like oh that looks pretty cool that looks interesting i want to try that out and so if you're looking for like you know a welcoming game this is definitely going to be one of my top welcoming games of the year one of my top gateway games of the year for sure because it's fun every time I play it and it just it makes people interested in board games it makes people interested in learning more about games I'll tell you a little story of why I think Wandering Towers is such a great welcoming game I had a birthday in August and I did a big game day birthday party I played games from noon until 1 a.m. it was incredible I played so many games and had so many friends there and some of my friends that came like games but other ones came that haven't played any games and they just came because they're my friends from other walks of life and I had a, a friend a couple that came and you know we were in my studio playing some games but they also was a food area outside and they just spent pretty much the whole time at the food area they hadn't come inside and they hadn't played any games the whole day and at one point I went out and I was like hey, do you guys want to play a game? I'd love to play a game with you. And they were like, I don't know. We're kind of nervous to play a game with people here. And I was like, come play Wandering Towers. Just, I'm trust me, come play Wandering Towers. And they were like, eh, is it very hard? Is it, is it going to be confusing? And I was like, no, no, no. You'll get it. Trust me, promise me. And so they came in and they played Wandering Towers with, we played a six player game. And at the end of it, they were like, wow, this was really fun. I didn't know board games could be like this. And I was like, uh-huh, they can be like this. And they were like, yeah, I think we might go buy this. And I was like, yes, welcome to the rabbit hole. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And my number one game of August was Wild Tiled West from Direwolf Digital. 
This is an example of a game that is great with the mechanisms, but is elevated even more by the theme. It is a tile-laying game, but it is set in the rootin' tootin' Wild West, and it really nails the Wild West theme. I, I love the Wild West. You know, I love Western movies. I love, you know, panning for gold as a kid. We used to go to, like, field trips to do that sort of stuff growing up in California, and I feel like this really gets that theme going, and, and I love that about the game. You are rolling some dice and placing those dice out, and those dice now indicate where you can pull tiles from. There are a lot of different tiles, different wells that have different shapes of tiles, tiles with special abilities, tiles with, uh, you know, different icons on them, and you're going to select one and place it onto your board. One of the interesting things about the game is you just can't do everything. There are a lot of different icons to cover up on your board, a lot of different things you can do. You can um, fill in towns and towns are going to get you points. You can build buildings and those are going to get you special abilities. You can build areas of, of cattle and then herd those cattle and sc score points that way. You can cover up pickaxes and those are going to get you mines that raise your level on gold. You know, there's just literally a lot of different ways to get points and you can't do it all. So what are you going to pick? What are you going to choose? And I thought it was really interesting. Um, the first time I played this game was a perfect illustration. I played it at four players and I think all of us really went for different things. You know, I went for aces. Uh, another person went for herding large areas of cattle. This person really went for gold. And at the end of the game, we were all within five points of each other. You know, we all were right there. And, you know, our scores were, it wasn't five points when like the, the score was 15. The score was in the hundreds and yet we still were all very close to each other and it made all the different routes, all the different you know paths to victory seem uh, viable and yet it's just about who's doing it better, right? And so, and, and I love the Wild West theme as I mentioned because you know, you are getting sheriffs into your town. There are gonna be bandits in your town and you are now shooting the sheriff, you're shooting the bandits. And when you, you have to have a bullet to shoot a bandit. And when you shoot a bandit, you put the bullet down and now it becomes a gravestone on the bandit. And again, it just, I feel like it really gets the Wild West theme very well. And I like tile laying games in general. And this is a very interesting tile laying game that, you know, is still somewhat accessible. It's a medium weight game. This is a game that plays in 90 minutes and it's not, uh, it's not too, too like overwhelming or anything like that. Wild, if you like a Wild West theme, if you like Tile Lang, then definitely check out Wild Tiled West. And what a great name, huh? Wild Tiled West? That, how has that not been made before? It seems so obvious and yet brilliant and I love the game. So check it out, Wild Tiled West. Sometimes I'm surprised that I like the Wild West theme as much as I do because, you know, on my trip to Nashville, I really realized that I don't like country culture, you know, I'm not, I'm not into country music. I felt like Nashville felt like New Orleans Bourbon Street, but with worse music, you know, everybody's just like putting on cowboy boots and they're like, woo, I'm, I'm from the, I'm a, I'm country now. And I'm like, really? Okay. Let's go see you wrangle a calf. Uh, and to be fair, I can't wrangle a calf either, but that's why I'm not wearing cowboy boots.
That's it for me this month. I recommend all five of these games. Super fun for different reasons, so check them out. If you want to um, see more from me, I'll actually be at the World Series of Board Gaming in later September, uh, and I'll be doing some celebrity games, and I'll be doing my board game comedy hour. Uh, so if you want to see a comedy show, a stand-up show all about board games, you can check it out at the World Series of Board Gaming. I'll also be doing it at BGG Con in November and other places. Uh, and make sure you're, you know, subscribing to Rado and checking out more of Rado's videos. Uh, you can do that right here. And then come over to my channel and, and subscribe to me over there and check out more of the stuff I'm doing. So thanks so much, as always, for having me on the channel, Rado. I'm Grant with Grant's Game Rex.